the Binge Watcher's Guide to the Small Screen. My name's Rosie. This week we're going to be chatting all things Golden Globes nominations. And I'm Nell. But first, the headlines. Christopher Plummer died this week at the age of 91. Twitter said it best when they said he was smoking hot from beginning to end and we can't ask for much more than that. To celebrate his life and his most popular work, we'd recommend Beginners, for which he won his Oscar, and of course, The Sound of Music, to see him play anti-fash king Captain Von Trapp. And Hanthorpe Parish Council's meeting went viral this week as it descended into a virtual Zoom anarchy, with Jackie Weaver, with or without authority, booting out the chairman of the meeting. You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. No authority at all. She's just kicked him out. Long may she reign. If you want more like this, just watch literally anything by Armando Iannucci, who has spent his entire career trying to parody the ridiculousness of of small and big governments. We especially recommend The Thick of It. Bob Mortimer and his bonkers life made a massive comeback to BBC's Would I Lie to You? No jokes here. We just really needed you all to know that Bob Mortimer was back on Would I Lie to You? (laughs) And that's the headlines. (laughs) That's all you need, <laughs> right? Um, we're coming back to a thing we did in the first week this week. We're talking about some stuff that's coming out on streaming sites new um, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stuff on Netflix in this past week. In terms of new stuff on Netflix, uh, first season of Firefly Lane is out. Um, kind of looks like your regular trash sort of uh tv show it's about two friends in their 40s whose lives have gone very different routes but they're still really close friends um Catherine i'm intrigued Heigl by it elliot from scrubs yes that's her name i should know the actor's name but mm-hmm. um no i i saw the trailer of that and that looks really interesting um I'll tell you why i'm intrigued by it it's because it's an 18 oh and i was like huh What's made it in 18? I bet it's sex. I mean, it probably is, but yeah. I just, it, to me, watching the trailer, I was like, max a 12. Mm, I thought it was going to be very wholesome friendship. It, mm-hmm. you know, it looks nice. It looks interesting. Mm, intriguing. Mm. Film wise, The Dig with Ralph Fiennes and Carrie Mulligan, which has got lots of buzz, um, and Malcolm and Marie with um, Zendaya and John. David Washington uh, and um, those have both got lots of kind of best actuary buzz around them um, as well um, look like very different films but mm-hmm. um, they're both on Netflix as well um, in terms of stuff that isn't English speaking uh, the film on Netflix that's come out this week that was I really want to watch is called Little Big Women it's a Taiwanese film uh, the description is a family struggles to come to terms with their estranged father's passing and the life that he had away from them. Um, looks very emotional, very dramatic, uh, very personal. Uh, I, the trailer looked great, so I can't wait to see that. That's definitely on my list of things to watch. Mm. Other than that, I 
um i am out of the duo i am the the marvel fan of this every duo has to have a marvel fan i'm the marvel fan of avoiding the void and uh i've been watching one division every week if you haven't started watching that i say roundabout now is a really good time to start because we're episode five in and finally we're getting some kind of plot development i would say that the first four episodes three and a half episodes was just a, a lot of very pretty, very like kind of well-made exposition. And we're finally now getting into the meat of the story. It's very new, it's very interesting. If you're not a Marvel fan as well, I recommend it because it's nothing like Marvel's ever done before. Um, intentionally, they made it like that, so. Um, then maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> maybe you'll try it, okay now. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much everything that's new. Um, but we ha- we'd be remiss being a TV podcast to not talk about the Golden Globes. And the nominations mm. that came out last week. Some interesting choices there. They definitely happened. They happened. Mm. There's been some backlash. Um, <laughs> a, a touch. Just a tad. As just always. A, I mean, it'd quite... be weird if there wasn't backlash, yeah. right? The Golden yeah. Globes. We know that they have taste. Yeah. The Hollywood foreign press do be do be trying to rile people up this year, <laughs> though, especially um yeah the main criticism being and we're gonna just we're gonna do this episode we're gonna dedicate to all the tv noms what we liked um we've watched a lot of it um what we liked what we recommend and then next week we're gonna focus on the films and then after that we might do a snubbed episode and probably that episode is mainly going to be dedicated to Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You, mm-hmm. uh, which has this, the main, is the main um, cause of the backlash against the Gold Gold nominations because the show and Michaela Cole got sod all in the nominations and people, or every single review of the show mm-hmm. said it was some of the best TV they've ever seen. Yeah, I was deeply surprised. I mean, not surprised in the sense that am I surprised that uh, a black woman who's made and starred in this entire show and has come out on top of all recommendation lists for the like last year got snubbed am I surprised no but disappointed always (laughs) (laughs) but first the best picture noms not the best picture the best tv show noms Mm -hmm. um so we'll start with musical and comedy because mm-hmm. the Golden Globes, if you don't know, they do a very lengthy process of dividing all their films and TV into musical or comedy and or drama. Um, so there's four categories when usually there's two. From this list, we have Schitt's Creek, The Great, Emily in Paris, uh, Ted Lasso and The Flight Attendant. Um, I mean, for me... Who's going to win? Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah, it has to be. Out of that list. Uh, having said that, The Great, I can see that doing well as well. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Holt and um, Elle Fanning play... Yeah. Uh, Elle Fanning plays Catherine the Great and her marriage in its early days. And it's a very funny, funny kind of weird history comedy. Yeah. I've also heard like really good things that Ted Lasso seems like a like a smaller show and it's on Apple TV which is why I haven't seen it because I don't have Apple TV this doesn't seem to be enough on that streaming service for me to warrant paying for it as of yet um but the people I know that have watched it really like it and say it's really like wholesome and nice if someone wants to anyone on the podcast 
uh, who wants to pay for our Apple TV subscription. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can give a proper review. Yeah. Um, and then the flight attendant, uh, as far as I'm aware, is not available in the UK. So that's not something that anyone from the UK can watch. Yeah, is is rel- it's not relevant yeah. to us because we can't watch it. And um, Emily in Paris. <laughs> Emily on Paris. Emily on Paris. (laughs) Interestingly, I don't know whether everyone's seen this, but the author of Emily in Paris wrote an article for The Guardian um, after the nominations got released saying how um, she thought she was surprised that Emily in Paris got nominated and she thought Michaela Cole's I Made a Story should have been nominated. So if your own if your own writers are going around turning around and saying, what the hell, Golden Globes? There is that there is that joke one that's spreading across Twitter as well about that girl that's pretending to be a writer on Emily in Paris. Yes! <laughs> I've seen her. Which has been great Twitter content for the week. Yeah. Um, just uh, they see everyone just being like it's so bad why 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 have you done this yeah i mean i didn't even bother watching it and i'm a trash connoisseur we both are mm. it just looked so weird i just didn't get and uns- i didn't know it just white girl walks around paris mm. it's um, it it was like the level of bad where it's like you can't even enjoy it, it it's that bad it's yeah. the like sense that i got from that shit like you're too annoyed by how bad it is to yeah. enjoy it it's not booky enough chits creek and chits the great chits creek for you i'm gonna go with the great for mm. this one um we've also got the other category being best television series drama mm-hmm. uh for this one we've got the crown ozark ratchet lovecraft county country and the mandalorian mm-hmm. um the crown I watched season four of The Crown because I am a, I, I love The Crown so much. I, it's a guilt. It is definitely a guilty pleasure. The pleasure of The Crown because mm. it can be so slow. Yeah. At the end of the day, the royal family really didn't get up to much mm. for most of their lives. But yeah. the fun thing about this last season is that it's the eighties, so we've got Thatcher and Diana. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah, you hit the spicy yeah. years. Gillian Anderson playing Thatcher was great. A bit on the, a bit over the top. <laughs> Not the most nuanced performance, but mm. she was very much playing Thatcher. <laughs> and um and um Emma Corrin plays played an unbelievable Diana. Like a bizarrely yeah, yeah. good mm. kind of impression of Diana. Um and you really from this season, if I've heard a lot of criticisms from people who don't love the monarchy um, about the crown and how it kind of romanticizes them and makes them makes their problems seem anything more than just kind of in- intensely privileged people having minor problems. But this season, they, you really don't like the royals coming out of it. They really didn't hold back on any punches about how much you need mm. to hate Prince Charles. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, like I didn't like them in previous seasons yeah either i was like i always did think about the people who criticized it in that way i'm like are you like have you actually watched the show because it's really not flattering Mm. and a lot of the people who do like the monarchy don't like the show yeah as well that was the main criticism so many people were in there was that whole campaign for it to be put did you see some posh monarchy people yeah. said there should be a disclaimer at the beginning of the crown to say that this oh. is not based this is fictional because it was such anti-monarchy and everyone was like 
Um, but it's done really well. It's the most nominated TV show at the Golden Globes this yeah. year, with granted most of obviously the noms coming from all the uh, actors. Mm. Um, it is great. It is great, great acting. Um, mm. Some standouts, definitely Josh O'Connor, who plays Love Bill him. Charles. He's amazing. Emma Corrin, I don't know whether she's nominated, but she was amazing as Diana. She is nominated. Yeah. Olivia Coleman, I. I'm not. I'm gonna say it. She ain't no Claire Foy. She doesn't do it for me as our Liz. She really doesn't. So that's a national treasure you're talking about. I said it. She's great, but she just doesn't scream Liz to me. And then Tobias Tobias Menzies plays Prince Philip, and I love. I love. He's a his brilliant actor. Yeah. He's yeah, and he's like the sort of Prince Philip that he doesn't mind playing him to be unlikable. They did it. Yeah, like I feel like Matt Smith kind of edged on the. I'll make him kind of like tried to make him yeah. a bit more likable than I think he is in. Yeah, I really liked Therese Menzies plays the villain on um, Outlander as well. And if you've seen Outlander, you know how good an actor he is because I can't look at Tobias Menzies without a genuine sense of pure loathing. I'm watching <laughs> right? him play. I'm watching him play a, an evil rapist on Outlander, mm. and. Mm. Um, if that's not acting, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you don't look at the actor and see the character and yeah. hate them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm with you. But I wouldn't be surprised if that one. Yeah. Um, I do think. It's a safe I choice. I mean, uh, from what it's up against, hmm. um, I mean, I can't comment on Ozark because that is not one that I've watched. I've watched, I haven't watched the most recent season of Ozark, but I wa- watched the first two seasons it's good if you like kind of very intense slightly dark crimey dramas it's good um if you don't then i wouldn't bother it doesn't bring yeah. anything mm. it might just be me being harsh but it doesn't bring anything i spectacular to the genre um yeah i think it's just like i think the, the power of it is that it's really well acted um, and mm-hmm. you really like the characters. I don't think the plot itself is too wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's basically about this guy who launders a bunch of money and has to go and make it up by setting up a business businesses on uh, the Ozarks, which is lakes in, um, which is a big set of lakes in Michigan. Mm. I've heard a lot of good things about Lovecraft County, but um, as far as I'm aware, that's not really something that's available in the UK. I, mm. I think it's on Sky Atlantic, but it's yeah. not somewhere I can find at the minute. Yeah. It's, so uh, it's not, it's kind of a limited UK audience, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, even even though like I black, have heard good, good it's things like about it. Black-led horror stories, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of the Mandalorian is okay. It's fine. I, th- we're both big Star Wars fans. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's fine. It's cute. Yeah, I, I like it. I like Would it. Would I say it's Golden Globe normable? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's Give same- Baby Yoda one, sure. Disney, for some <laughs> reason, they're just so... They make it look so pretty and they spend so much money creating these worlds and you know creating the set and the exposition and the story and making it look good but then when it actually comes down to the plot it was just so slow like so Mm. I just got so like 
another episode mandalorian encounters a problem goes fixes the problem comes back baby yoda's cute and that was the majority Mm -hmm. of the season and like Mm -hmm. i eat it up but you know you're not a star wars fan it's just a bit it's just a bit slow and then right at the bottom of the pile is ratchet who like (laughs) name a single person that you know that enjoyed that show i don't know a single person who watched it like i watched (laughs) i watched like I, just before this because I was like I was curious I watched the trailer and I watched like the first 10 minutes of the first episode and I know exactly who it's aimed at it's aimed at Sarah Paulson fanatic American Horror Story fans that is that is its art audience they thought they thought they thought mm-hmm. American Horror Story has done really well let's just do another one yeah but slightly different with yeah let's take an past. iconic villain and mm-hmm. give it the American Horror Story. Yeah, and in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, she's a very subtle evil of like like representing like the kind of bureaucratic um, follow the rules sort of evil. Yeah. yeah. Of, of this like uh, psych ward. Um, and from the outside is like very like put together and outwardly nice and polite but it's kind of it kind of hides this sort of she thrives on the power that she has um in a sinister in like and it's so sinister especially how she's played in the movie it's so like subtly sinister um and realistic and i thought well, she doesn't need the ryan murphy makeover oh no to make I, her like overtly evil and like yeah. give her this like evil origin story and it's all because she's like a normal person yeah. yeah she's like a normal person that's what's so evil about yeah. it is like you you know a ratchet yeah that i think that's the thing they they, they turn her they've mythologized her and turned her into some kind of like mm-hmm. witch like character see i was like first of all i don't want to watch this because yeah. it, the whole concept is crap to me and then on top of that, the, the reviews that I did see and the people I know who did watch it was like, it was exactly what you thought it was and it did not pull it off. American so, Horror Story. But... Yeah. You, so you just have to wonder like, <laughs> who's getting the kind of bribe under the table for just, Ryan Murphy shows I to know. make it to the Golden Globes again. And it's just Sarah Paulson as well. Like she's fantastic. Yeah. And she just, I think it's just an easy, it's another safe, easy. This is yeah. the main vibe of the Golden Globes. They just went for yeah. the easy ones. Easy like, stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a famous person playing a part that should be good. It's a Disney Plus Star Wars show. Give it an arm. Like, yeah. just. It's the only Disney Plus show that, like, because it's one of the few, until like now when WandaVision's been coming out, Disney mm. Plus hasn't been putting out really anything new. No. So they're like, oh, we better give something to Disney. Yeah. I, if, um, I imagine that's probably going to the crown. I would be Looking surprised. That list. Unless Lovecraft count, count, Country, which yeah. neither of us can see, really mm. falls out. But I'd I've be happy really, for them if it did. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. Um, mm. But no, I reckon it's the crown or the Mandalorian. Yeah. But it shouldn't be the bloody Mandalorian. And then the last one for the tv shows which i think is kind of our category this is uh this is where we're gonna have a good recommendation so this is the only category with any kind of i think really really good really good yeah yeah best limited tv show or movie for made for television um 
I feel like a pretty across the board, everything in this category is good. Yeah. Yeah. Every like every single one is good. So we've got The Undoing, which was that one um, on Sky with Nicole Kidman and um, Hugh Grant. Then we've got Normal People. If you haven't seen Normal People, where have you been? Uh, the Irish drama um, uh, love story with um, Paul Maskell and Daisy Edgar Wright. Then you've got Small Gems. Then you've got Small Axe, which was on BBC iPlayer about stories about black history, um, directed by, I think the main, lots of them were directed by Stephen Queen. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Then you've got The Queen's Gambit, of course, on Netflix. Annie Taylor-Joy plays Chess Prodigy. And then you've got Unorthodox, which is also on Netflix, which was a um, kind of American-German-Israeli endeavor um, about a young woman who flees um, uh, the Orthodox Jewish community in Williamsburg, New York, and starts a new life. Um, All great. Yeah. All really great. Like, I think... I don't think anyone has any problems with any of these shows being nominated yeah. for a Golden Globe. But like, yeah, um, I, and I did look at this category and be like, it's been a good year for limited TV show. Really good. And I, I would, I may destroy you, would it have been in this? It would exactly. have been in this category as well. Um, and if we're going to give any leeway to them, maybe that's why it wasn't nominated. But yeah. And if there's like one generous. that I'd like, is this one that I'd kick out and it might be just because I again I haven't seen it and I don't think it's currently available anywhere that I can find is the undoing Mm. um I do get a sense of that being like it's Nicole Gidman and Hugh Grant but I have heard loads of people say like raving about it Mm. it's a politically drama um um, I watched a a bit piece of it because my flatmate was watching it on Mm. Sky but yeah not it's you know if it's that if it's your thing it's your thing um, yeah I don't think anyone said it was bad yeah um, I can't side out this list I think I'm gonna have to go for just because I watched it back to back twice and it made me so happy and it made me it really really touched me emotionally I thought unorthodox was mm-hmm. incredible this year like really 100% agree I think I don't think it is gonna win um mm because they're too scared um (laughs) i thought it was like amazing i thought it was just such a beautiful story of this woman uh, you know expressing her right to freedom and expressing her right to a life without the bounds of her religion and it really handled it really well without making too much the religion seem like the enemy Mm -hmm. um it was more about her own struggle and Shira Haas who played the lead character she did unbelievable bits yes I hope she wins the actress category absolutely same I mean for me unorthodox was my pick as as soon as I watched it I was like this is one of the best tv shows of the year and if it's not in award season there's a crime like (laughs) so that's one good thing like and um and um, yeah, and I feel like you don't see many Jewish stories about women mm-hmm. very no. much at all. It's a lot. You don't of- see many Jewish stories. Yeah, especially like a lot of this show is is like 
in Yiddish. Oh yeah, like, half of it's in not in English, which is another yeah. and you and you get such insight and they paid such due to the orthodox culture and mm-hmm. um and caught the costumes, the Great. sets, the um and it, it really just beautiful. But yeah, so interesting and just so good. Oh. Yeah, I can't rave enough about unorthodox. It's I texted it's like everyone. Every category it would be in. I would I would be gunning yeah. for it to win. I want it to win. Do I think it's going to win? No, not entirely sure. What I do um, probably think it's going to win is either I think it's probably going to maybe be normal people or the Queen's Gambit. I did really enjoy the Queen's Gambit as well. I love the Queen Banners. You know me and I know you. We love a historical biopic kind of film. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I also thought Anya Taylor Joy was amazing. She's in that. really good. She's really she's really like great. one of those actresses that's like good in basically everything she does, and you're like, God, she's good. Yeah. <laughs> like and everything you watch her in, you'll enjoy what she does in it. And I just another thing that just opened up a world to me, like the world of competitive chess. I just yeah. didn't think because I told my flat oh when it first came out, I got stomach shtick because I told my flatmates, Oh, I'm watching a drama about chess. And they'd look yeah. at me like, really? A chess are you serious and I was crying at the last episode and they were crying about chess and I was like yes I'm crying about chess <laughs> I'm not I was, saying. I was like I can't believe the chess show made me cry this, this the, chess, <laughs> the ginger chess show made chess me show. cry yeah but I just I, I, yeah it was just great and if you like kind of 60s aesthetic and vibe as well it was just so good mm. that and then normal people Mm. another beautiful piece of television yeah um again i really enjoyed that generally less less i felt less attached to it than i do like unorthodox and even like the queen's gambit Mm. but i still really enjoyed it and i wouldn't i wouldn't hate on it if it won i think one of the best things normal people did and I think why it got so much raving um reviews is because you don't see many tv shows that show that level of kind of intimacy in romantic stories and that level of fragility and you know the sex scenes aren't they're sexy but they're not like sexualized does that make sense um I do I understand what you're saying it's kind of you know it's kind of sex not in the male gaze um and it was about them. It wasn't about, look, let's show these actors having sex. It was like every single sex scene had a call, a reason and a cause. And it was just about their lives. And it was just so well acted as well. And I, mm-hmm. Paul Meskel, call me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, yeah. I, if, yeah, I had to pin someone that you, you'd find. <laughs> that's so tracks is it the chain is it the chain sweetie yes <laughs> there's the quietness the gym gear mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. oh he's just so tortured having said that mm-hmm. having said that i watched it again recently because my flatmate's a huge fan of it um because he's a little emo boy himself and (laughs) and we I watched it again and 
the one thing it does frustrate me and that just seems slightly unrelatable to me and I don't know anyone like this there might be people like this that exist but just the the sheer lack of communication was frustrating a second time round but yeah you still have nice. to you have to imagine that most normal people <laughs> zing thing would get too frustrated at one point and be like right we have to talk about I can't Are keep we, my life like we this. clearly love each other why not just be together and then full stop like yeah it was very in that vein I felt it was unrealistic and very kind of team drama dramatic mm. but that played to my twilight heartstrings yeah <laughs> tasty but sometimes yeah. annoying sometimes mm. frustrating another great tv show mm. wouldn't be unhappy with that one yeah and then small acts small acts which, which important an, yeah an anthology series bbc mm-hmm. uh all currently available on iplayer um uh su- surprise again surprise but not surprise there's only one actor norm and then also that it's John Boyega who's uh, you know arguably Hollywood the most Prince. yeah the most famous one out of them all definitely I'm glad he's got one because um, he's one of the few uh, people of colour that did oh my goodness um, uh, but yeah I'm I'm ha- I'm very happy it's in there but I don't think it's going to win for the yeah. the obvious reasons yeah. um, it just super important TV show again history like. UK history, UK black history. Um, Normal people on the Queen's Gambit, I would say, are probably yeah. the, the two probable winners. Um, do I want us to be unorthodox? Yes. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be the undoing, you know? And which is why I, was, I think I'm going to be disappointed because out of... Out it's of the only group, one I don't want to win. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I'm thinking. It's the only one that I'm like... about even though i know like yeah i know it's it's good quote unquote but if we think about who the hollywood foreign press are tending towards with these nominations the the undoing is very on brand yeah whatever but yeah strong category this strong category but yeah definitely go and watch dawn orthodox if you haven't seen it already or any of the above um Mm -hmm. really great best actor and actresses yes we've already said we think shira has for best actress yeah it it yeah. she was amazing yeah it fundamentally should be her what she does in that series and she's so small and unassuming but the journey that she has unbelievable okay it just like beautiful we'll start with drama series best actress is emma corrin uh olivia coleman both the crown mm. jodie comer for killing eve laura linney for ozark and sarah paulson for ratchet um I think that's kind of an uninspiring list. Yeah. Nothing really stands out there, does it? Emma Corrin was a... But Emma Corrin's performance, to be very harsh at the end of the day, was basically just a really, really good Princess Diana impression. Like, and that's fine, but... That is the thing to say about, like, biopics when you're basing it on someone who is, like, you have a lot of footage for rather yeah. than you're like inventing it yeah it's she got... kind of how good you are at impressions isn't it really yeah and then laura linney's won before for ozark she is really good in that show but again mm. this is the umpteenth season of season three season four of ozark and, and then, then... jodie comer 
Killing Eve has had wins yeah, in the past, I but it's, think it's kind of died off this year. The weird thing, the weird thing about Killing Eve is when don't get me wrong, Sandra O's performances in it was great, but Sandra O won all the awards for the first season or two. When I mm. thought the best performance on that whole TV show by a mile was Jodie Comer, and like I didn't understand why Jodie Comer wasn't winning mm. in season one when she was at her craziest as yeah. um, Villanelle, and mm. then now she's getting probably just going to be the crown, yeah, uh, one way or the other, yeah. Um... Boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very uninspired. Yeah. category this year um and then actor we've got jason bateman for ozark josh o'connor for the crown bob odencourt for better call saw again old news mm. um al pacino for hunters matthew reese for perry mason uh perry mason's another one i know nothing about no, that i don't believe is available in the uk so i can't do comment. love matthew do reese love matthew love reese, matthew reese. Sure, he's great yeah but cannot comment <laughs> um bob odenkirk as saul in breaking bad was great but again a bit of something we, yeah and then um, hunters i avoided because of the of the criticisms uh, yeah absolutely 100 same when i saw the uh auschwitz uh museum wow. yeah criticizing so it hunters for the lack of that, accuracy yeah hunters was that show that um, was about in the 60s a, a group of Jewish people banded together to hunt Nazis um, which great great cool fun kill all the Nazis mm-hmm. you know inglorious bastards all the, all the shebang but um, w- one of the main criticisms of it is that they start to totally make things up about the Holocaust and with the level and this, the criticism was with the level of rampant Holocaust deniers going on at the moment um people said that was very dangerous to do so yeah i didn't watch it and it's the only nom that that show's got and they've just kind of given it to al pacino just feels like let's give al pacino a nomination we know we we've heard of him it's like these people didn't watch tv and they just look through the list and like oh yeah i i yeah i watched breaking (laughs) bad i'll give that to not about call sure yeah yeah (laughs) that's prince charles i know who that is i'll i'll give it josh o'connor was great as prince charles so, I love Josh Connors, so I'd be okay with it. Good for me. Anyway, whatever to both of those categories. Yeah, it is very what to say. They're like all, I feel every like, single one of them is white, which is a, it's astounding. Like, to say that I feel like I've spent most of this last year just watching excellent TV and excellent performances in TV. You're looking at the two like main actor categories, and you're like. Mm. Uh, baffles anyway musical comedy we've got lily collins kaylee cuoco Elle fanning jane levy catherine o'hara catherine o'hara for me yeah she deserves her moira moira win i am a, i'm a, i'm a schitt's creek stan obviously but uh from that list again it's the flight attendant again not available in the uk so can't say um Elle fanning was seemed fine in the great great uh, to me yeah Catherine O'Hara is the only one that's I'm really like yeah I would be surprised genuinely good yeah same um and best actor we've got Don Cheadle for Black Monday which I didn't see Nicholas Holt in The Grey Eugene Levy in Schitt's Creek Jason Sudeikis in Ted Lasso and Ram Youssef in Rami 
for the titular mm-hmm. role. Nicholas Holt was really good in the great. Um mm-hmm. like really good. So maybe he'll get mm-hmm. that one. But I think Black Monday's somewhere on Sky, but it's not a show that I'd even heard of. Like I'm like I'm I'm like, how have I watched so much TV in the last year that I've got to the Golden Globes and I don't know anything? Right? <laughs> like I've done nothing but watch all the new stuff that comes out. I don't Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and then for me, Eugene Levy again then. So there we go. Let's just when it's Creek. Let's have Shit's Creek supremacy. Yeah. Um, best actress in a limited series. Okay, so Mrs. America, which wasn't nominated for best series, but mm-hmm. has Kate Blanchett in it. Is it nom- Kate Blanchett's nominated? Daisy Edgar Jones for normal people, Shira Haas and Orthodox, Nicole Kidman, the undoing, Anya Taylor Joy's Queen Gambit. Good cross degree. Mm-hmm. Shira Haas. Shira Haas, yeah. Goes out saying. Um, and best actor Brian Cranston in Your Honor, Jeff Daniels in The Comey Rule, Hugh Grant in The Undoing, Ethan Hawke, The Good Lord Bird, and Mark Ruffalo. I know this much is true. Maybe they'll give it to Mark Ruffalo because he played twins. The and they love it. The thing that annoys me about this category is it, it feels very clearly that they're just like what famous people have been in TV shows right? this year because most of the shows in this category are not nominated anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, do they, are they really like holding the show up that much that they're like the only good thing about it? Yeah. Um, I watched the first episode of the Comey Rule. Jeff Daniels, clearly a very famous actor. He does absolutely shit all. <laughs> like he's playing Jim Comey. It's, it's basically just covering the first episode. It was like Hillary's emails Um I think episode two is where Brendan Gleeson shows up as Donald Trump. Um, extremely boring. Um, it's almost documentary-like. Uh, non for Paul, <laughs> non like non for Paul Mescal in Normal People. People were raving about him in that yeah. show. Come on! Um, but I did. I did watch um, the Good Lord Bird. Yes, you did. Um, I'm about four episodes in. I think it's like seven in total. Um, great show and never uh, one that like just hadn't reached our shores really um, so it's about is, a it's a historical show isn't it yeah it's like set like just pre-civil war it's about like uh, the abolitionists um, and uh, the preacher John Brown who is like a real historical figure um, who's like properly starting a war trying to start a revolution to end slavery um uh it kind of like teeters between um fact and fiction but it starts every episode with a um like most of this is true sort of like gag like beginning screen um like beautifully shot really interesting super like messy loads of flawed interesting different characters um i do really like ethan hawk and he is really good in it like it's he plays a really interesting character in john brown violent abolitionist yeah um and there has been stuff done on john brown before but not for a while and not like this so i'm like when i watched it i was like okay i do understand i, I think that is a warranted uh, best actor nod but again uh, are we surprised that the like main white actor 
got a nom and then none of the black actors got any like supporting so I'm surprised that 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 they're aware enough to know that Ethan Hawke's really good in it but not aware enough to know that gen- the whole show is like really quality yeah. and he's the only worthwhile thing nominating mm-hmm. weird um I really liked his performance and I'd recommend people going to watch that show that's good but- if Ethan Hawke wins then at least it's small yeah but yeah gosh and then supporting actors I'm gonna punt for Gillian Anderson for The Crown playing Thatcher. It's a shoe in isn't it, playing Thatcher? Yeah. For noms. You've got Gillian Anderson for The Crown, Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown. They really, really like The Crown. Mm. Julia Garner for Ozark, Cynthia Nixon for Ratchet, and Annie Murphy for Schitt's Creek. Yeah, it feels like a they're just going to hand it to Gillian Anderson. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cynthia Nixon. Julia Garner Ratched. won the Emmy for Ozark last year. Mm. So maybe sure one out the bag again i mean i'd like it to be annie murphy but it's not gonna be Mm. um yeah another weirdly air category for how much good acting especially supporting acting there's been yeah it does apart from i'd say like julie garner maybe an annie murphy i mean the cynthia nixon one for ratchet i mean all of ratchet's nominations don't make sense to me so the fact that she's made it into supporting actress... I don't actress, get it. I don't get it. Yeah. And, like, in a similar vein, for Best Supporting Actor, there's Jim Parsons, uh, Dan Levy, John Boyega, Brendan Gleeson, Donald Sutherland. And the Jim Parsons nom for Hollywood, that's another Ryan Murphy show that generally got pretty panned. I watched um, the first episode. It was boring. And... And it just again feels like oh Jim Parsons, let's we know him, yeah, yeah. No, Jane Fonda's getting the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which I am happy with. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. Let's end on a positive one. Uh, <laughs> Jane Fonda is amazing. Um, if you don't know, look her up. She's love that for her. Truly love that for her. Icon in every way. Still hot. So, still so banging <laughs> she's like 80 something and she looks incredible she hasn't bought any new clothes in god knows how long because she's trying to be more sustainable she got arrested um at a climate change she's been arrested multiple times for protesting and queen yeah i'm okay with her that's getting fine. award <laughs> that's oh, yeah. great let's hold the whole ceremony just for Jane Fonda we'll to pause it and then we'll listen to Jane Fonda's exceptional speech and then we'll just fast forward it and look at the winners at the end. Yeah. But yeah, and overall, apart from Best Limited Series, an overall bloody boring set of nominations, really. Yeah, the actors particularly disappointing. Yeah. Go it's watch, an, I think the main takeaway we have from this, go watch Unorthodox on Netflix if you haven't already. It is a masterpiece. Um mm-hmm. Sorry if we were a bit annoyed, but that's our take on the Golden Globes noms. Just not amazing, really. Mm. Um, and then Year of Our Lord 2021. Here we are. Well, that's all, folks. <laughs> Signing off.